When it's time to rock, it's time to tune in to Crash Course Radio. Featuring the very best of the heavier music, from Slayer to Clutch to Fear Factory, it's all in one place, Crash Course Radio. To tune in to Crash Course Radio, simply visit www.cmsradio.net. You can also tune in on the CMS Network app by opening the app, clicking the musical notes at the top right corner, and selecting Crash Course Radio from our stations. All the best heavy music is there, so you should be too. Ditch the commercial radio and make Crash Course Radio your everyday station. You're on your classic metal from show from the Evolution of Chaos release that is No Stone Unturned. Very Metalla, Metalla Cash like. Right. So there you are. So people asking, I like this when it was Master of Puppets, whoever these guys are. <clears throat> Good stuff there. It's Heathen. It is. So uh, that's that's who that is. That's right. All right. All right. Well, uh, there seems to be a trend uh, in the music business for people who, um, you know, especially these veteran artists who have a 50 plus year career. And I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, I don't, or whether you had enough interest to watch it or not. But on uh, HBO Max, there's a uh, documentary on there about uh, um, David Bowie. Did not watch it. No, it's there. Hated Bowie, so I did not watch it. All right. Well, I'm not a I'm not a Bowie fan. I don't own anything. I mean, obviously, I know a lot of his songs because you know he had a lot of hits and things. Sure. But uh, you know, I I don't own anything Bowie. I'm not particularly dislike him. Not you know, I I've never seen him. No, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, some people are really adamant about it. Other people, you know, it's just like, yeah, he's, I know who he is. I know some of his songs and that's it about me. But from a uh, standpoint of just human interest, I watched it and, uh, you know, the guy had a interesting career uh, from the, you know, from the sixties into the seventies and his ever-changing uh you know look and his style and all that and somehow even up to the day that he died you know somehow he was able to remain relevant even with all the strange and different changes he made changes (laughs) he made through his career right and uh you know from being you know a glam rock guy to being like a dance guy in the 80s to doing like tin machine which is more kind of hard rock to you know doing mainstream pop to you know he 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 kind of spanned the gamut of different musical tastes and sure. styles and stuff and still was able to uh, uh maintain his fan base he was one of the very few old guys that was old at the time mtv came out and really transitioned with it well yeah, let, let's dance. Let's dance was huge. What's huge? It was really huge. You know, what was the other song on there? Um, Modern Love. Modern Love, yeah. 
don't believe in my that's a good song yeah like that one. yeah it's okay i guess yeah i guess i guess i shouldn't say hate him just everything i ever heard except for the hits i hated but you know i did like the hits i liked the you know the ziggy stardust tune and changes and i didn't like um let's dance though i thought that was just shit all the young dudes yeah all the young dudes carry the news yeah so so uh it, it was a really well done documentary i mean okay. it it chronicled his life from you know his very early beginnings in the 60s and you know basically trying to make a name for himself and uh reinventing himself with like you know of course all the odd looks and then you know changing with uh when he became the whole ziggy stardust character in the mid 70s and uh, you know just what we talked about in the 80s when he you know became the the dance guy and right uh you know all that kind of stuff and uh he he had a uncanny ability to just reinvent his whole look right sure and, and make it work that's mm-hmm. the whole thing i mean even though he came out and had different looks nobody went Ugh! you know they they just went, oh that's david bowie you know they just sort of just accepted it yeah doesn't alice cooper give him a lot of credit too for for his look and stage show and everything came as like a, a heavier version of bowie yeah something like that isn't that the story I, again he is completely foreign to me yeah i, I just never never dug in it, it, like elvis costello same mm-hmm. i put him in the same boat it's was a little too hip for me a little too clean yeah so anyway just out of you know curiosity and and uh human interest i i watched this thing and and okay. i thought it, i thought it was done very well and they basically, uh, you know, they, they basically gave a lot of his history up to the point, but what the documentary really was about was the last five years of his life. And over a five-year period, uh, he had, he had basically dropped out of the music business. He, he was on tour, I think back in early to mid two thousands. Okay. And he suffered a heart attack, uh, on tour. All right. And, uh, they pulled the plug on the tour and he didn't perform for like seven years. He did nothing for seven years. He just dropped off the grid. He said enough of this pal. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't, uh, put out any music. He didn't, uh, perform nothing for seven years. Right. And then, uh, out of the blue, he, he contacted, uh, his band, uh, very secretly and basically said, Hey. I want to make some music, but you got to keep it, keep it on the down low. Okay. And, uh, they all gathered at like a, you know, a, a, a rehearsal place to, to start working on a bunch of new tunes that he had been put together. And before they even started, he made everybody sign an NDA. Okay. And just like, you can't talk about this. You can't mention it. You can't, you know, let your closest friends know that you're, we're doing anything. He didn't want anybody to know anything, you know, and they banged out, uh, they banged out a new record, you know, and then, uh, after that, they banged out a new record, which I believe was released like the day of his death or the day after he died or something, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was kind of interesting to see that. So now just coincidentally, uh, I see that, uh, his widow, 
is selling his back catalog. She got to get paid. Well, yeah, of course. And, and th- this was going to be the question I had for you and your thought when, mm-hmm. when, a when a, um, artist leaves their catalog to their family or their significant other or whomever, mm-hmm. and they choose to sell it. It's just like, it's not, it's, it's no skin off their back. They didn't write any of those songs. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, this is, this is worth X amount of dollars and it was left to me. So why do I give a shit if I sell the catalog? Well, how old is his ex? Um, or his widow or whatever. Yeah. You know, what is her name? Is it Imam? Is, there, that's oh, her Imam? is he married to Iman, the, the yeah. model? Yeah. The black girl. Yeah. There's a lot of black girls. <laughs> 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 Aman. Um I think that's who he's married to or was married to rather. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. David Bowie, yep, until he died and God, he's been dead almost ten years at this point. Yeah. Christ. Um uh yeah, she is sixty six. Okay. So you know what at this point, fuck. She's gotta sell it. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, but even so, I mean, aside from the sentimental value of it. Yeah. She, it's not like she wrote any of those songs. See, and, and here, yeah, and here's the thing to me, anyway. For for even for the guys, let alone the wives. The wives, it's a no-brainer. They have no attachment to it, so they could give a fuck how it's prostituted. You know, she'd be she'd probably be thrilled if if they started a TV show called Let's Dance, and it's you know a bunch of models dancing, and they use his song as the intro song. She wouldn't give a fuck. The thing is, is when you sell this shit for upteen zillions of dollars, like they're all doing now, what do you really lose? Well, at, at the age that they're selling this stuff, yeah, you're not losing shit because you're, you pray your longevity is like mm-hmm. five or 10 years. You're yeah, going to be gone anyway. And if you want to hear any of it, I'm sure you still have copies of all of it. Yeah, but see, the whole idea of owning the copyrights and the the rights to your music and stuff is Girl. is that you you have the ability to continually make money off of it by licensing it to yeah. movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at at one point, like Don took a deal uh, on, well, he took a deal from selling selling not the publishing rights, but like the mechanical royalties that like through, you know, if, if if the radio or Spotify or Pandora or satellite radio or whatever, anytime they play one of the docking songs, Mm -hmm. he gets a royalty, right? Right. Well, he sold that right to the royalty where he took one lump sum. Sure. And that way, you know, when, so he basically took the money all up front what he might be paid out over say like the next 10 or 15 years. What do you get? Like three, $400. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a nice little chunk. Oh, the way they pay, the way they pay royalties, that would be about what he would get in 10 years, three, $400 of royalties. Well, anyway, he, he sold that. And so now he doesn't have to wait on a quarterly check or something. He just took the money all up front. So Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever monies those songs generate, through the use, you know, Spotify or whatever, he doesn't get any money from that. He's already been paid up. Yeah. But what does he care? Don's almost. That's the whole thing. He he doesn't care. And that's exactly his point. It's just like, I'm, I'm going to be 70 years old uh, in, in a two years. Right. 
and it's just like, uh, and I'm getting paid X amount of dollars here. I'm not going to make that amount of money in the next, say, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, the only problem Don runs into is he doesn't seem to have his own catalog. So, if so, you know, so he, he doesn't own it at all. Like, literally, <laughs> he doesn't own it like the Masters or anything. Yeah, he he the Universal Music owns that. Yeah. So he doesn't have... I, I guess he'd go to the store and buy it or just fucking pull it up on YouTube if he ever wants to hear it again. But the, the only, the only thing I think these guys legitimately would have a problem with is if their shit gets used in some horrible way. Right. You know, if, if alone again gets put in, you know, is used for some fucking cheesy lawyers, divorce court thing. <laughs> Are you getting divorced? Cause you're alone again. Then come on in to bill, bill and Ted. And right. We'll get you. We'll get you everything you do. Exactly. You know, I can see he'd be pissed off about something like that. But the, you know, the weird thing—I'm going to use Don as the example of this—but it's probably the same for most of these guys. Like, remember, I was watching that wrestling thing called Power on YouTube. Yeah, the mm -hmm. NWA thing. Yes, and they were using Don's. They were using Into the well, Fire. Into the Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told Don that he had no idea. Yeah. Well, why would he? Well, but that's, that's the point is so really the, in the old days, they, they held it with an iron fist. Sure. They knew everywhere that if their song was used somewhere, they knew it. Yeah. A lot, well, a lot of it had to do with that whole approval thing. Right. You know? And, and again, depending on whatever the contract was that they signed with whatever music company they mm -hmm. dealt with. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like the Beatles or Led Zeppelin, they're, they're the exceptions to the rule because mm -hmm. they had a smart manager right? who, who, uh, you know, they, who, who was at, uh, Led Zeppelin's manager. Um, what was his name? The big fat guy, big, big, oh, what's his name? Led Zeppelin's manager. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was really a hardcore guy and, you know, they didn't do shit. You know, they, they, Grant. that's him. Uh, that, uh, they, they didn't sign bad record deals, right? you know, and they had a lot of control over where their songs could be used or not used. And same thing with the Beatles catalog, you know, they, they were able to put all their music under their app, their own Apple music label, right. You know, and have full control over it, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But then when it got into the eighties, a lot of these bands, you know, be it rad or Dawkins or quiet riot or whomever they were all just happy as pigs and shit to get a record deal. And it's like, where do I sign? You know, <laughs> right. you know, they didn't scrutinize the contracts and make certain demands. And because, you know, everybody coming out of that Hollywood scene at the time, they, they were just glad to get a record deal. Sure. You know, they were just trying to get paid. That's it. So anyway, uh, Warner chapel music, has acquired the publishing rights to David Bowie's back catalog in a deal reported to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Uh, the agreement covers songs from 26 studio albums released during the British artist's lifetime, as well as the, his posthumously released album Toy and his two albums with the band Tin Machine. Okay. It spans six decades and includes beloved songs such as Heroes, Changes, Space Oddity, Fame, Let's Dance, uh, Rebel, Rebel. According to the U.S. Entertainment Outlet Variety, the deal between uh, Warner Music 
the publishing arm of uh, Warner Music Group and the Bowie estate is worth more than, drumroll please, $250 million. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> a quarter of a billion. For And Bowie, I mean, how many hits did he really have? Well, he had, he had, well I think he had more than that. Let's find out here. David Bowie hits. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Holy shit. Holy smokes. I didn't even realize he had this many hits. Well, that's what Two, I'm saying. 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 2, 4, 6, 8, 32. 32 hits. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't realize. I had no idea. All well, right. that's, that's one of those, you know, guys artists that if you're not particularly interested in them they just are background noise to you yeah you know guess, you don't, you guess, don't really pay that much attention i guess when you break it down that way that's under it's under a million dollars a hit yeah that's not bad because you could probably use every one of these into a movie or something and start to recoup you bowie will read they'll, they'll recoup that money from bowie easily I think you know, they could do reverse mortgages with the golden year song. And, <laughs> you know, there's, dude, it's, it's funny seeing these songs and, and I can automatically see how some of this shit would be used. Sure. You know, you, you just, you just look at it. Gene Genie, that could be a Levi's commercial, right? Of course. Gene Genie. Uh, under pressure. What could that be? Car wash. It could be uh it could be a vanilla ice song. Yeah, well, yeah, it is a bit of ice. <laughs> I you could you could use under pressure for a car wash, couldn't you? Sure. Heroes, the military could pick up heroes. Use that. Right. One. Oh yeah, this could not China girl could be a fucking flight. Fly Delta, meet your China girl. <laughs> or, or a brothel. Yeah, a brothel. <laughs> Fly to Beijing, get laid with exactly. your China girl. Exactly. <laughs> It comes after the two parties announced a global partnership last year that will bring the late artist vast recorded catalog from 1968 to 2016 under the company's umbrella. Bob Dylan's entire back catalog was acquired by the Universal Music Group in December of 2020 for a reported 300 million U.S. dollars. Who was that? Bob Dylan. 300 million for Dylan. Yep. Yep. I I gotta look up Dylan. I, this this is the moment because I, I for the life of me I know one fucking Bob Dylan song. Everybody must get stoned. <laughs> it's the only fucking song I know by this guy. Try no more. Lay, yeah, that, lay across my big brass bed. That him? Yeah. He didn't sound nearly as drunk in that song. <laughs> Everybody needs to serve somebody. Whether you're a preacher, a doctor, lawyer, got to serve somebody. Bob Dylan. Well, there's end of the line with the traveling Wilburys. Mr. Tambourine Man. Mm-hmm. Like a Rolling Stone. All right, I know some of these. Not a lot of them, though. I don't know. Very... Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. Does that ring a bell? Not, Not particularly. Uh, Masters of War, Joker Man. This fucking guy got three hundred million. Yep. 
Hey, good on him. Again, I don't begrudge anybody making their money. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, good for him. I just did he write knocking on heaven's door? Is that him? Yep. All right, that that one's okay. Although I think universally most people like the Guns N' Roses version better. Mm-hmm. Must be Santa. Handle with care. Hurricane. I don't know any of these songs. All right, whatever. Good for him. I'll never be so much as listening to a box set from Bob Dylan. He always sounds like a drunken idiot. <laughs> My mom had the the album with the Everybody Must Get Stoned on it, whatever that was called. And I hated it. I hated when it's one of the few times, you know, my mom, I, I've said this many times, my mom always had good taste or what I thought was good taste and rock and music and stuff. But man, when she would pull out some Dylan, that was fucking chase me upstairs music. <laughs> that shit got me out of the room. Uh, Oof, not a fan. Uh, uh, other artists, uh, including Mick Fleetwood, Neil Young, and Blondie singer Debbie Harry have all since followed suit by selling interest in their music. Okay. Um, all, all these people are relics. Yeah, they're all old. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't have that much time left. I might as well cash in. How long do you think it's going to be before these young artists that have, like, two albums sell those two albums? Just cash out now. Who knows? It won't. I don't think it's going to be uh, that long. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, the uh, whoever, you know, wants to buy it, they would have to do a valuation on it and just yeah. determine that, you know, this is worth X amount of dollars. I just wonder if somebody like, like a Bruno Mars, as an example, he's got like three or four albums out. Something right. like that. He could probably, because he's at the height of his popularity right now, he could probably sell the rights to all that for 75 to a hundred million dollars. Cause these guys are getting two, $300 million for their shit. He could probably, or advance sell that plus, you know, futures. That you know that's got to come, right? That's got to be the next phase of this is that instead of having record deals, once a once an artist has success, that this company or that company is going to buy what they've done plus their futures. Don't you think? It's hard to tell. I mean, you know, uh, at, at what point does an artist, you know, stop being creative or their music isn't doesn't sell or people yeah. aren't interested in them anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, what these what these artists are selling is is a fifty year legacy. All of them, they're they're all like fifty years proven. in. Pro- proven. Yeah, it's proven. just like they're all they're all classics now. Yeah. Has Bon Jovi sold his? I don't think so. That's got to be worth a good dollar or two. Yeah, I think uh, what Stevie Nicks sold hers recently too, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. she sold hers. Mm-hmm. Christine McVie sold hers. You know, um, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I, I, again, I don't, these guys, these guys are looking around, seeing all their friends fucking in the grave. You know, they're like, fuck, I gotta get this money. <laughs> I gotta get it now and get it to my family or get it to, you know, do, do crazy amounts of Coke before I die or whatever it is they want to do. Right. You know, they, they well, honestly, that's, it's theirs to have. What, what would be worse to, to not do it and die and and somebody and no one gets it it goes to an estate sale well yeah that that's the whole thing it's just like well you know maybe they sell it off and then it was set set aside you know a certain amount for their family or whatever right <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one
funny. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> uh, Warner co-chairman and chief executive Guy Moot said, all of us at Warner Chapel are immensely proud that David Bowie's estate has chosen us to be the caretakers of one of the most groundbreaking, influential, and enduring catalogs in music history. These are not only extraordinary songs, but milestones that have changed the course of modern music. Bowie's vision and creative genius drove him to push the envelope lyrically, musically, writing songs that challenge convention, change the conversation, and become part of the canon of global culture. Mm -hmm. Dude, where is uh, all this money coming from? I mean, it's all being bought up by an industry that has clearly suffered for two decades now. And I mean, dude, I mean, you said, what'd you say, Dylan, 300 million? Well, I'm sure they're taking, I'm sure that they're taking some kind of money from, you know, uh, it, it's like owning a stock, you know? So, so the, the Warner catalog, they probably borrow money yeah. and, uh, against it, you know? I mean, I, I'm just thinking, I'm just doing math in my head and, and I know that we're talking numbers that me and you can't comprehend easily, but Warner, Warner bought the, the Bowie catalog and the Dylan catalog, right? Warner Chappelle. I think so. Yeah. That's 550 million. That's half a billion dollars right? just on those two artists. Another 150 for Stevie Nicks, another 150 for fucking Mick Fleetwood or whatever. You know, it's like, man, where, where is Warner brothers? Not that they don't have money. They do, but you can't tell me that a billion dollars on something that doesn't have guaranteed return. Isn't a lot of money for them right now. Don't you think? Well, somebody's backing them. Yeah, I guess, but all right. Fuck you. Deep cut with the math thing again. <laughs> Uh, his work spanned massive pop hits and experimental uh, adventures that have inspired millions of fans and countless uh, innovators, not only in music, but across the artist's fashion and the media. Uh, we are looking forward to tending his unparalleled body of songs with passion and care as we strive to build the legacy of the most extraordinary human being. Entertainment lawyer Alan Grubman, uh, representing Bowie's estate, added, we are Truly gratified that David Bowie's body of music will now be in the capable hands of Warmer, Warner Chapel Music Publishing. Okay. Uh, we are, uh, White Rights catalog is owned by Slade. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, we, we sure, let's see, we are sure they will cherish it and take care of it with the greatest level of dignity. Bowie, one of the most influential and revered musicians of the 20th century, died with liver cancer on. January 10th of 2016, two days after his 69th birthday. Mm -hmm. Celebrations are currently ongoing. What uh, would have been his 75th year? Wow. There's a good one. Vinnie Vincent is going to promise to sell his catalog, send them nothing, and then promise to sell them two more. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the, about the size of it, too. Right. It's <laughs> funny. Yep. So uh, there you go. A lot of money being thrown around in an industry that's kind of dead right now. Sure. That's, that's the surprising part to me is how, how big the value is in a time when music really doesn't have a lot of value. You know, isn't that weird? 
Well, yeah, true. But I mean, the thing is, is these, these are hits mm-hmm. and, and they can, you know, I mean, look, look at, uh, look at what rat did with the Geico commercial. Sure. Steve, Steven Piercy and the guys made out like a bandit on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for round and round, mm-hmm. you know, just for the Geico commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So for one, two. Just the one song. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be rats in the commercial. Sure. Yeah. Whoever the agents are that are pushing this shit are smart. That's for damn sure. Well, the, it's recognizable. It, it's the, mm-hmm. uh, it's the whole branding thing, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, go ahead. Could we sell our catalog? Maybe. Could we get like a thousand bucks? (laughs) (laughs) Um, somebody that, that you're familiar with, you might even be a fan. Me, not so much. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dre. Yeah, sure. Here's another, here's another doofus who got married. Oh no. Is he getting divorced? Yep. Oh no. Oh, this guy's a billionaire. Oh um, no. Well, here, here, he there's, there's, there's happiness here. Okay. Dr. Dre will be forced to pay. Okay. Drumroll, please. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> Jesus. This is ex-wife, Nicole Young. After the couple finalized a divorce settlement. And all she did was tooted his flute. Right. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? A hundred million dollars. Yes. What did she do to earn a hundred million dollars? Well, like you said, she tooted his flute. That's it. She had nothing to do with, with NWA, nothing to do with Dr. Dre solo, nothing to do with death row. Nothing to do with aftermath entertainment and nothing to do with beats. She's not a oh, dumb, <laughs> dumb. Did he not have a prenup? Well, there's more. All right. Let's hear this. Jeez. The, oh man. The 56 year old rapper is delighted to have managed to only pay what amounts to a fraction of his $820 million fortune. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So he still has seven hundred twenty million. Dollars. I guess he'll be okay. He's not Phil Collins, for God's sakes. He's not Opie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he's gonna have to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, sure. To make some of that money back. At least he'll have good gear. Those beats are fucking quality. <laughs> The former NWA members, 51-year-old ex, had originally been seeking half of his assets. One half. Half. But she was stymied by a prenuptial agreement. Thank God. That the former couple had signed. Under, Under the agreement, Dre will be able to split up his massive payments with Young receiving $50 million now and another Fifty million in one year. Jeez. <laughs> Here you get fifty million today. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. And then next year, when you're broke and you need another fifty, I have it waiting here in the escrow account. Yeah. Try. Yeah. Try not to go all. What's her name? Uh, Phil Collins' wife and spend all your money. Exactly. Go broke in a year, you dummy. Yeah. 
The terms of the settlement appear to be favorable to the hip hop icon, and he will also be keeping seven properties that the former couple shared. He'll be <laughs> holding on to their home in Malibu, as well as two properties in Calabasas and four more in Los Angeles. Yeah, I want to sleep at this pad tonight. Eh, you know what? I'm going to go up sleep at this pad. You know what? He literally probably has, has friends that live close there. And he's like, oh, I'll just buy a, I'll just buy a place here in case I'm over. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that kind of fuck you money is, is unimaginable. Can you yeah. imagine? Why, I, what do you need seven plate? That's not even a good investment. Property is a terrible investment in California. <laughs> uh, let's see. He has four more properties in Los Angeles, including a mansion in the city's, uh, Tony Brentwood neighborhood worth a hundred million. Jeez. A hundred million. hundred million. Young also was, uh, unable to chip away at his music money. <laughs> He'll be able to keep the rights to his lucrative master recordings. Yeah. So this Which, guy somewhere down the road, oh. he may sell his, his Dude, catalog. He is going to get paid. Like, no, he may set the record because in addition to his own music, to the, the NWA stuff and the Dr. Dre stuff, he produced all of those records in the nineties, all of those huge rap records, right? Snoop Dogg, Tupac, his own stuff, uh, dog pound, uh, Eminem, you know, Eminem, he found at 50 cent. He produced all of that music. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Dude, that hundred million to him is like me giving you two dollars. Yeah, of course. That shit ain't nothing for him. Good for him. Yeah. I see, hate seeing I, a bitch take any money, but see, I told you there was a little happiness in this yeah, story. That's, that's not bad. It still sucks. <laughs> I only gave her a hundred million, and I'm happy about that. You know what? She should have got fifty thousand. I mean, what did she really do? I don't know. What did she really do that earned her a hundred million? First of all, what, what is worth a hundred million dollars and then compare it to what she did. That's what I want to know. What, what job, what job would she have had? Had she not been blowing Dr. Dre that she would have made a hundred million dollars. Yeah. What sacrifice did she make that would have netted her a hundred million dollars? She gave him her love. Ugh, that's not worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> that's really not. She gave him her, her love when after he was already a mega star. I don't know if you remember this or not. Okay. This was, this was back in 07, 08, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you that uh, story about that, that discussion I had with the girl with the name R. Okay. Yeah. And we were having this discussion about what do you bring to the table? Sure. And she says, well, I could, I'm bringing you companionship. And well, I said, I could get that from a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, she was just fucking pissed off. I bet she was, <laughs> I, but it's true. It's true. Uh, dude, I'm not, I'm not for leaving them broke. I'm, I'm definitely not for leaving them dead ass broke, but you got to valid. Why don't the courts validate the number? Why does it matter how much the guy has as far as a settlement? What did you give up 
Isn't that what divorce is supposed to be? Recouping for what you gave up to be married? Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, well, you know, if if I had not married you at this stage in my life, this is where I should be. Yeah, so here, here, Mrs. Young, here's 50 grand, because what were you? A hoochie in a video? (laughs) I I mean, I don't know what her story is. I, I guess I shouldn't assume. in a video i guess i shouldn't assume that but you know i I don't know what she was but what she wasn't was making a hundred million a year that i know i know for if she was making a hundred million a year she wouldn't have latched on to dr dre right she would have stayed single and not not given up her half of anything right because lord knows if dr dre was just some bullshit rap guy that never made a dime if 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 Dr. Dre was scribble. You think she'd be willing to give him a hundred million? <laughs> oh no. That's what I'm saying. It's so unfair. It's always so fucking skewed against the guy. And, 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 and it's even more skewed against the successful guy. Right. Of course. Just fucking blows. I thought we were all equal now. Get it <laughs> together. Holy shit. The rapper born Andre Young will also retain all of his trademarks and any commercial partnerships and trusts that he already had invested in. After he sold his wildly popular beats by Dre Empire to Apple, he earned a significant chunk of stock in the company, which he will also hold on to. Oh, that's good. The former couple's vehicles will be divided somewhat more evenly with Young getting to keep four of them while her ex-husband will get to keep six. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a near equal division of their 10 cars. Right. The former couple's vehicles will be divided. Uh, ba ba She, she will also keep all of her pricey jewelry and as well. And the funds that she had managed throughout her marriage to Dre. The funds, which she managed. Yeah. she, She'll also keep all of her pricey jewelry as well as all of the funds that she had managed throughout her marriage. All right. So in other words, she, she had a private bank account. It got, so. it got found in discovery and they, they agreed to let her keep that. Right. And still paid her 98 million more. Right. She's a, she's scum as all <laughs> fucking women are in divorce, but, but. This isn't as bad, at least for Dr. Dre. I mean, can you imagine if this guy had to go back on tour again because he fucking, like, like Phil Collins being wheeled out to the fucking stage? Or like Slash. Yeah, or, well, at least Slash is somewhat healthy. You know, and I guess Dr. Dre is healthy too, but, you know, I just, I, it just astounds me that, that guys continue to get fucked this bad. Well, Why does anybody get married now? I don't know. God, people are dumb. Guys, listen, guys, don't get married. After she filed for divorce, her ex uh, placed several of their belongings in storage, but she will be able to reclaim all of the items that were hers. Okay, fair enough. That's all she should be able to claim. Items that were hers. And anything that was bought for her in the marriage. Fine, keep it. All the jewelry and shit. It's so dumb when people get into that thing. Oh, we're going to sell it. Not just keep your fucking jewelry and get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. 
however, Young will be responsible for paying her own legal fees, which will have amounted to millions of dollars after the lengthy divorce battle. Yeah. Uh, insiders close to Dre claimed to the publication that he would have been willing to pay her more in a settlement if she had agreed to his terms back in 2020. She could have been even on the field of for the Super Bowl halftime show as a friendly ex-wife, one insider claimed. The famous exes had feuded during their drawn-out divorce battle over potential spousal support for Young, but the avenue has been closed off in the final settlement, so Dre's payment of $100 million should be the final money she receives from him. Well, gee, why? Why does she need more? Does she need living expenses on top of a hundred million? Well, yeah, she can't survive on just a hundred mil. She needs no. to be fucking funded. What another million a week? Yeah. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. She has to sign her checks under protest. <laughs> These fucking pigs. Like, like Anthony's ex-wife mm -hmm. <laughs> under protest. These fucking pigs are obnoxious. Uh. <laughs> Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hail and kill, fellas. It's Psycho Postman. What's up? Hey, what's up, Psycho Postman? Talk about guys who get divorced. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what kind of prompted me to call in. All right. How much millions of dollars did your exo lady take out of your paycheck? Uh, not millions. She, I kept my retirement. She got the house, but she ended up having to sell it because she went like seven months late on payments so holy smokes she pocketed probably 60 grand oh how long were you married 10 years 10 years 60 grand six thousand a year be careful with that math <laughs> that's a little overvalued for what, what i'm sure she provided but <laughs> so where you been psycho postman you've been you've been just hanging out in the weeds listening uh, covertly or what yeah yeah i've been listening on my mail route listening to the podcast every week um got uh ended up getting a house so i, I do have my own house now yeah what, what about the kids did you sell them or do you still have them still got them still got them every weekend about half the week so we got about you know about even time with them yeah you got a new so, bitch in your life no, hell no. No, no new bitches. <laughs> no, no. Are, no are, are you at least getting some strange? No, 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 no new bitches. No strange. Probably no, no. Okay. Just, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I just don't want to fuck with the relationship bullshit. Well, Amen. You had to be in a relationship. I was just talking about getting a little. Yeah. Let, let me let me ask you this, uh, Postman. It's hard, to keep them, it's hard for me to keep them separate. Let me ask you this, Postman. When you say you're splitting the yeah. kids in half, what does that mean? Does that mean Wednesday at noon is like a trade-off day, or or what is, or do you do like a week on, a week off, or how do you do it? I, my work schedule is Tuesday through Saturday, so I'm off Sunday, Mondays. So Saturday, when I get done with work, I pick them up. And they're with me Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. And I take them to school on Tuesday, and then she takes care of them the rest of the week. So so the, no wonder you're not getting any. I mean, you're working all week, and then, then you got to take care, take care of kids on the days off. Yeah, and COVID has fucking just monkey-wrenched everything, especially at work, because we've been so short-handed, and it's been 10, 12-hour work days, so I haven't had time to do shit. 
work, laundry, grocery, and kids. That's it. Wow. Good deal. Wow. <laughs> Don't mix a bitch into it. Whatever you do, do not mix a bitch into it. No, no, no. I'll be very careful if I if I ever do venture that. But I have been able to make some shows here lately. I went and saw Steel uh, Panther. They were here in town a couple weeks ago. That was real good. That's but cool. fuck, man, I'm isolated with COVID right now. I've been down with COVID for about a week and a half. And you're you're still here to talk about it? I thought you die instantly if you get COVID. No, no. I was one of the sheep that got the two vaccines and the booster. So, and you still I'm got the COVID. Text. Still got it. I, I thought that really... was a shield just... against it. I thought you didn't. Once no, you had it, you it just, you could it's... go anywhere with your Vax pass. You're perfectly good. No, you can't. It just doesn't make the symptoms as severe. I mean, if I hadn't had those, I probably would have ended up in the hospital or probably close to how Chris was with it. But it was just like a. It was just like a a bad cold or a mild flu, just congested and sneezy and, you know. The sweet and sour sniffles, as our good friend Jericho puts it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, we're, so yeah, we're glad you're still good. among the living and you're not, you're not uh, you know, banging out any new bitches or getting divorced for a second time or, you know, you don't have new babies on the way or anything like that. No, fuck no. Not going to make that mistake twice. Avoid that is, I got my, I, I got my house in the kids' school district, so they haven't had to change schools. So that's good for them. Sure. When she sold the house. She moved outside of the school district. And, she, you know, when I met her, she couldn't live within her means. When we were married, she couldn't live within our means. She sold the house, got that 60 grand. She's burned through that. She's living in a townhouse she can't afford. So she's, she's talking about getting a trailer. And she's either going to end up in a trailer park or fucking homeless. And it's she's just got a, a pussy. She can always, dude, she's got a pussy. She can always end up in a home. Somebody. No, she's, somebody got too big of a, she's got too big. She's got too big of a gun. You can't see her pussy. Anymore. <laughs> There's somebody to push it back and stick it in. <laughs> Holy shit. Yuck. As long as a girl's yeah, willing, yeah. As, look, as long, I don't care what a girl looks like. As long as she's willing to suck a cock, she can have a house. There's somebody yeah, out there that that, 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 pussy, that pussy is so rank. I did a doggy style one time, and I had to put my fucking T-shirt over her ass because it stank so bad. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't need mass and gills. She needed mass and whale. <laughs> oh, <shit>. God damn. <laughs> but wow. I'm yeah, you, she never learned how. She never learned how to keep that snapper clean. Oof. But there's still there's yeah. still someone that'd be there, dude. I'm telling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's plenty of fucking dogs that'll light that up. You know, you know as well as I do, the the pickings at two thirty in the morning at the bar are always are oh, always yeah. bad and always taken. Always. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a fucking healthy buffet. No, no, no chick that want no chick that wants a dick leaves the bar without one. It just doesn't happen. Yes. So, yep. as long as, as long as there's as long as there's a pussy, it can find a home. You're you're definitely right there. All right, post All right, fellas, man, anything else? Pack. I'm just uh, proud to be a member of the Whack Pack. <laughs> I just wanted to check in. <laughs> All right. I remember hearing that a while back. All right. Well, so get Helen Kill. Yeah. Well, get well. Oh, I will. I will. I I tested 
today, and it was very slight. The, the colors were really bright on the last home test that I did, but it's starting to dull. So I think it's going away. All right. I'm feeling a lot better. Good. So, well, good to talk to you guys. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hey, job. All right. Now beat it. There goes the psycho postman. There he goes. <laughs> Even COVID hasn't convinced him to get a woman. Right. <laughs> Uh, getting back to the Dre story, a previous temporary order from the judge oversees the divorce required Dre to pay Young $293,306 per month in spousal support. Oh, she probably, she needed 300 grand a month, dude. It's hard to live out there. <laughs> Though the final agreement ends those payments. Dude, I, do you realize how tough it is to live on a mere 300 grand a month? Yeah. That that's uh that's ten grand a day. Yeah, that's hard. How, how do you expect a, a a poor poor black woman in today's society to survive on a mere ten grand a day? That's that's criminal, Neely. It is criminal. <laughs> he had previously made a one-time payment of two million dollars to his ex, along with five hundred thousand for her legal fees. It's unclear if those funds will be subtracted from the final settlement or if she will get to keep them. I tell you now, no, <laughs> no, they won't be subtracted. He will be. He that's just lost. Yeah, that's just money gone with the wind. That shit is thrown away, pal. Yep. Earlier in December, Dre celebrated finalizing his daughter with a photo of himself beaming in front of a display of a large silver balloon spelling out divorced as fuck. <laughs> Sounds like me. I'm as divorced as fuck. That's right. Um, sources claimed to TMZ at the time that the final agreement hadn't been signed, but his lawyer... Laura Wasser said the two were technically divorced, but still working on the financial details at the time. Dre and Young tied the knot in 1996 and share a daughter, Truly Young, who is 20. And Wait sing- a minute. Her name is Truly Young? Truly Young. What's his other kid's name? Forever? Truce Young. Truce. T-R-U-I-C-E. What kind of names are these? <clears throat> well, no. I- Wait a minute. I, I guess I don't want to be talking shit about Dr. Dre now. <laughs> a little fearful. Uh, during their tumultuous uh, divorce proceedings, Young claimed in her initial filing that the music producer threw her out of the home on April 2nd of 2020 after a night of his alcohol-induced brutal rage, which included, but not as limited to, his screaming at her, Get the fuck out! <laughs> That's it. Just get the fuck out. I can see why she's divorcing him, and I can see why she's due a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see the word "cunt" follow that. Yeah, I'm sure it did, though. It just says "get the fuck out." That's it. I'm sure the c word was right behind it, and probably in front of it too. Yeah. She also claimed the marriage was earmarked by all types of abuse, and she included shocking claims that he had punched her and even pointed a gun at her head several times. Where's the police report on that? Yeah. Well, you know, she didn't want to get him in trouble. Oh, (laughs) Dre has denied all the abuse allegations, but they fit in with a pattern as he's been accused of abusing women multiple times throughout his career. Right. Which is why she 
made this allegation allegedly right, right. because he's already been blamed accused of it before yeah well see he he's been accused of abusing women doing during his career but yet she still found a way to marry him yeah and and for and a hundred million reasons why <laughs> that's that's exactly it oh god it is so funny okay well well i mean i guess he got off light i guess did he i guess well i mean what he still has 720 million yeah i mean he's still he ain't gonna be he's he's not hunting for a meal that's for damn sure but you know that just seems like an awful 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 big chunk of money it is a big chunk of money to, to give up to a bitch that you don't want anymore. Right. Oh, that, that's, that to me is the hardest part is man paying that kind of money to a bitch to go away. You know, I mean, geez, man, that, that just is a lot. <laughs> well, speaking of bitches. Yeah. Alex Jones. Okay. The Illuminati. That's right. InfoWars host Alex Jones' wife struck him over 20 times, including with a soap bottle. A soap bottle? A soap bottle. Okay. And and tried to hit him with a five-pound stone ball, causing him to fear for his life. Oh, stop it. He feared for his life? That's what it says. Because he got hit with a bottle of soap? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like a shampoo bottle or something. This sounds like this sounds like divorce court's not going well. Right. There's allegations being thrown on both sides, but go yep. ahead. According to a police report from their Christmas Eve fracas that was released on Tuesday, Erica Wolf, WLFF Jones, 43, who looks somber and tearful in her mugshot taken after being arrested for domestic violence on Friday apparently attacked a right-wing conspiracy theorist for cheating on her. Oh, my God. Pictured with extra-long eyelashes, manicured eyebrows, and highlights in her hair, Erica was arrested after allegedly assaulting her husband at their home in Austin, Texas. According to the Travis County arrest affidavit first reported by the Daily Beast during the initial 9-11 phone call with the police, Jones told an emergency dispatcher that his wife had struck him over the head repeatedly and was holding a polished club in her hand and attempting to hit him with it. Are you paying attention to the date, Neely? It was on 9-11. It's truly a conspiracy, Neely. That's why she did it on 9-11, Neely. It's definitely a conspiracy. She's out to get me. She's part of the Bilderberg group. Uh, she she died. She dialed 9-11. He dialed 9-11. You know why she dialed 9-11, don't you? It's a code, Neely. It's the Bilderberg's code. Everything's 9-11. If you fold up a $20 bill, you can see the burning, The building's burning. Right. Oh, part of it. Loose change, Neely. Loose change. Exactly. Jones further claimed his wife had struck him several times after police arrived at the house with an officer noting the far right radio host hair was red and wet. His hair? Yeah, his hair was bloody. He had a bloody head? Yeah. All right. Jones later told the cops that Erica had hit him with 
both closed fists and open hands on his head in front of their child. (laughs) Erica allegedly had accused him of cheating on her, according to Jones, leading to a violent altercation as the duo bathed bathed their child. Jones also has three children from a previous marriage. She reportedly struck Jones over 20 times, including once over the head with a bottle, possibly a shampoo bottle. The arrest report stated, causing the contents to get on his face and caused him to burn his eyes. She must not have been using no more tears. No, apparently not. (laughs) He stated he tried to get away from her in the master bedroom and she followed him with a stone ball trying to strike him. Jeez. Jones was at the point in the fear for his life, he told the officers. Police located a stone weighing about five pounds in the master bedroom, which was consistent with the alleged weapon. It's all Jones, a false flag, Neely. It's all a false flag. Remember, remember when the, the Bilderbergs and the Illuminati, they got a hold of Marina Os- Oswald, got her to say that he was a criminal. Same thing with my wife, Neely. They got a hold of her. It's a false flag, Neely. It's a false flag. And she poured that shampoo in my eyes, made, trying to make me gay like the frogs. I don't know what's going on here, but it just happened. I, but I'm going to fight it, Neely, because I will not give in to the Bilderbergs. I will not give in to the Illuminati. Alan <laughs> Kilcaller, you're on the air. Alan Kill, guys. This is Colin from Ohio. I'm just calling in to say thank you for never giving in to the PC world we live in. Well, okay, we we appreciate your patronage. Yeah, well, I mean, I go to an extremely liberal school, and whenever I get down about the state of America, I listen to you guys. Yeah, because we are the voice of reason, after all. (laughs) I mean, good Lord, it's ridiculous. Chris, I like you because you never hold back, and you're brutally honest. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. There you go, Chris. We got a black... We we got a black student union, gender sexuality alliance at my school, and a women's empowerment club. Do they pipe our show through the speakers over there? <laughs> you know, I showed some of my friends of it, and they were uh, mortified. A couple of them. They were mortified. Yeah, they just think they just think you guys go a little too far. And what is a little too far? What does that even mean? Oh, say, saying faggot uh, all the time, stuff all like that. All the time. So. We're not, we're not compassionate to the cause, Neely. <laughs> it's great. And we own guns. It. Scary guns. Oh, it's a big deal in today's society. Very controversial stuff to follow in the Constitution. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Terrible. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's also, a, there'll be an opening over there to where I can come and give a speech. <laughs> oh, that'd be wonderful. It'd be a wake-up call. <laughs> Oh man, and then I love the music talk as well, of course. And and what school do you go to? I go to Cody East High School in Greater Cincinnati area. Oh, That's just outside of Cincinnati. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, you're high school but guy. I, yeah. Wow. Senior, lo- love your guys' content. Listen, well, originally I started listening to you guys to go to bed because I was tired of listening to Guns and Roses, Motley Crue, and then. I said, well, this should be a little bit easier to fall asleep to. And now I just burst out laughing every night. <laughs> so your parents are just, what? We told you to go to bed in there. What are you laughing about? Yeah, well, I told them you guys are going live tonight. And I said, well, this is my Saturday night. I'm listening to Chris and Neely talk. And I'm 
looking forward to it. This is my big event of my week. Dude, you ought to be out there chasing bitches. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> He's a high school guy. Oh, you're... Yeah, but still, he might fall in love with that puss. Oh, yeah, well, don't fall in love. <laughs> I say, weren't you guys just talking about divorce? <laughs> well, you're too young to be divorced. At least you could go. Oh, well, I'm not denying that. You could at least get some stink fingers. We're taught to. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. I appreciate you guys just again never giving into the PC All right, world. enough. All of right, our, enough. Enough of our ball lapping. Okay. Dick sucking. Jesus. We when I saw great. when when I saw the trailer for it on your website, I was like, "This is going to be my kind of show." All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, Colin. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you guys. Hell and kill. F U pow and hand job. F U pow. Yeah. F U pow. It's a family show. What are you talking about? I guess about? so. Holy shit. Look at that. That's appealing to the youths of America. We sure are. <laughs> what was that word? Did you say youths? The youths. The youths. <laughs> uh let's see here. Uh police located blah blah blah. Jones told the police that his wife who officers noted had a strong odor of alcohol on her breath, Mm -hmm. never hit him with the stone, but threw it at his head and missed him by inches. (laughs) She was drinking Jim Bilderberg there nearly, (laughs) not Jim Beam, Jim Bilderberg. (laughs) Alex Jones, the InfoWars founder who faces financial ruin after losing four defamation lawsuits brought by parents of victims of the Sandy Hook school shooting, said after his wife's arrest, uh, after his wife's arrest, that the incident stemmed from a mu- medication imbalance. <laughs> All right. And she had too much beam. She had too much beam and not enough coke. Yeah. Ah, uh, Bilderberg, Neely. <laughs> Jim Bilderberg. <laughs> Travis County Sheriff deputies took Wolf Jones into custody and booked her into the Austin jail around 4:45 on Friday. She faces misdemeanor charges of assault, causing bodily injury to a family member and resisting arrest. After spending Christmas in custody, she was released the next day on $3,000 bail for each of the two charges. Mm. Jones yeah. declined to say whether he'd been injured or elaborate on what happened beyond what he believes was related to his wife's recent change of medication. (laughs) (laughs) It's a private family matter that happened on Christmas Eve, Jones told the Associated Press. I love my wife and care about her, and it appears to be some kind of a medication imbalance. Oh, it sure does. An attorney for Wolf Jones did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Hmm. The incident comes as the right-wing conspiracy theory faces financial ruin, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, His conviction is sweeping victory for the parents of eight people killed in the Newton massacre on December 14th, 2012, Uh, blah, blah, blah. The conviction combines with three rulings in Texas last month that found Jones liable for damages and defamation lawsuit that stem from his statements about the new Newtown massacre. A jury was not, has not awarded damages yet. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, with Alex Jones, I, I could just hear him now. You know, I, I, I haven't heard. Has he said anything about these lawsuits? No, I don't think he can talk about it. I don't 
think that. Uh, though Jones financially finances are murky with nearly all of his income uh, thought to be derived from the sale of dubious health supplements to his loyal followers, he is thought to have a net worth of roughly $5 million. Not anymore, Neely. Not anymore. The Bilderbergs took it all. <laughs> they took it all. The Bilderbergs, those damn liars from Sandy Hook, they took all my money, Neely. <laughs> Hail and kill, Collar. You're on the air. That, um, you can get a, a, um, a medication imbalance. It does happen. Yeah, I know. It but it, it, it's just interesting in these cases that that's just what it is rather than a drunk bitch off the off the chain. Yeah, well, anyway, we'll never know. But I just thought I'd mention that. Okay, well, thanks for your input there, Dr. Phil. (laughs) Dr. James. He was drinking the fluoride in the water, too. That's why he sucked the dick, nearly. (laughs) Tim James. (laughs) Tim James and the frogs, they're all gay. You know, Uh... it's true. So so there you are. All right. That's um something all right. <laughs> Alex. Uh so I I have this segment which I'm sure you heard just a second of. Yes. Uh we'll we'll do this when we come back from playing okay. music. Okay. But um you haven't checked out Caitlin Bennett lately, have you? I saw her. She said she was back. And now she's like gonna have a baby, and she's did you like, watch the video of her coming back? Yes, a little bit. I I only could take about two and a half minutes. Of Thank it. you. I, I didn't. I couldn't take the pregnancy talk. I couldn't take the Catholicism talk. I couldn't we, take. You know, I, I, I. It's just like, uh Don't go any further. We need to discuss because I know she's a favorite of yours. We need to discuss. I watched that video, and was like, what a sellout twat bag. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I watched roughly two minutes and then I was just like, oh, okay, I got no use for this. I, I don't want, I don't want to see a, a knocked up Caitlin. No, she, she, she ruined everything. Yeah. She was sexy gun toting chick. Now she's mommy dearest. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. I just didn't want to see that. <laughs> How disappointing a start to 2022. Is that? <laughs> Disappointed. Very disappointed in that one, man. What the fuck? <laughs> but we'll talk about it when we come back. How's that? Yeah, we, we could talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Pull that video and we'll, we'll watch a little. Because, dude, and I know we're starting to get. No, I'm not going to say nothing. I'll, I'll wait. Because I, I have some observations. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I have some definite observations. I, I'm just surprised that you wanted to go there. I mean, that's just yeah. interesting. I don't really want to talk politics, but I definitely am, am interested in that one. Right. Because she was literally the the spark plug of it. Yes. And boy, she she unplugged in a hurry. <laughs> well, she's married now. That changes everything. Took a load in the fucking cooter and then that's it. <laughs> that's what happens. I guess. That's what happens. Yep. So, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm I with you. So, yeah, we could talk about that when we come back. All right. All right. Well, our, our own Jim Bartek, he wants to hear his Night Demon, so I'll do him that service and play some Night Demon right. from the uh, Darkness Remains release with The Stranger in the Room. All right. So, uh, 
See, so I, just, not- I just talked to Jarvis the other day. Yeah. Yeah. He's they, they have a new album or a new best of thing or hits thing coming out. And, and, um, yeah, just had a, I, I, we should play that too. If we're going to talk, talk a little bit of political shit, I'll, I'll throw you that video too, because he had some interesting things to say about going out and playing gigs. Okay. So, and he's on our team. He's definitely not on the, on the needle team. All right. All right. Well, here's the night demon with stranger in the room exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs>